whenever the kingdom of heaven, there is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That tells me that, that whenever God placed and made this deposit of the kingdom of God inside of us, that he placed in us righteousness, his righteousness. It isn't something that we have done, right? Our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. But it is his righteousness that he has deposited on the inside of us. And so he has given us righteousness, not that we merit it, not that we uh, uh, have accomplished it, but because he loves us, he gives us righteousness. He has made us righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. He gives us peace. In a world that's all messed up, God said, I want you to have peace. Not as the world has given, but he said, my peace I'm going to leave with you. Amen. And so today, he says, inside of you, I'm going to give you the peace that, that surpasses understanding. I, I've already placed it inside of you. I've given it to you. And then he said, there is some, the joy that I'm going to give you. Amen. I know some folks that need some joy. Yeah, sure enough. They need a good dose of joy. In fact, it wouldn't hurt them to overdose on some joy. Amen. But he said, I want to give you joy. What kind of joy? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. And so he says, I've placed this on the inside of you. And then he says that I, I put it there by the Holy Ghost, by the power of God, the third person of the Godhead, the one that he said, I'll not leave you comfortless, but I'll send you another comforter. Amen. Which will lead you and guide you and teach you of all things. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of us, enabling us to make right decisions, make right choices. And a lot of times we'll override the Holy Spirit. But it is there so that the kingdom of God can be fulfilled in our lives. So if you're a Christian, that means that righteousness is in you. That means that right now you're as righteous as Jesus Christ. Amen that the kingdom of God is in you, then you are justified, that you are righteous, just like Jesus. Why? Because he has made us righteous. Amen? And so we, we have to get a new perspective on living here because we live so low in this life. We, we agree with the circumstances around us. We allow situations to dictate to us instead of us dictating to situations. But I want you to know that as a child of God, that God has given us the authority and the dominion here in the earth, that we can be his representors in the earth and we can declare and decree what he has said in heaven and bring it to pass in the earth. Amen. Now, how do you see heaven? Do you see it sick? Do you see depressed people walking around? I don't, every time I envision heaven, I don't envision sick people. I don't envision broke, busted, and depressed, and suicidal people. I, I envision joy. I envision happiness. I envision people living life to the fullest. Why? Because there is no enemy. There is no strongholds. There is no circumstances that hold us back. And so he says, I've given you this so that you don't have to wait to go to heaven to get it, but I give it to you now. Amen. Now, I know that some folks that uh, will 
dispute that and they say, well, you know, whatever. But they don't have no problem whenever you say living in hell. We'll put up with all kinds of hell in our life. But whenever you start talking about bringing heaven into the earth, we say, well, wait a minute now. See, it's done got quiet up in here. I told you last week, whatever you're connected to is what you're going to be drawn to. And if you're connected to hell, then it's going to draw you down. But if you're connected to heaven, it's going to pull you up. It's going to draw you toward heaven. Amen. And our focus is way too much on eternal things. Our focus is way too much on what the devil's doing. Our focus is way too much on what gloom and despair and we'd make a, you know, a good hee-haw church. But I want to tell you today that on your worst day as a child of God, it's better than the best day when you was living in sin. Amen. Amen. If, if, if it was so good in the world, why'd you come to the altar and cry out to God and say, God, if you would just do something for me. Why don't you just go on back out there? You remember when you was shooting up. You remember whenever you didn't have two pennies to rub together and you was, hey man, all that junk going on and trying to hide your sorrow in a drug addict or in an alcohol situation or in circumstances and in uh, messes of, of circumstances and relationships that was going nowhere and meant nothing. But you came to Jesus. Do you remember what it was like before Jesus? Amen. And so don't tell me it was better than in the world because the reality is I want to remind you that you was in sin and the trespasses of hell and you was on your way to torment when Jesus found all of us and brought us out of that horrible pit and set our feet upon a firm foundation and put his kingdom on the inside of our lives. Amen. And so the kingdom of God is within us today. And so we don't have to go around, uh, you know, right now, hope is inside of us. Right now, healing is inside of us. Right now, joy is inside of us. The kingdom of God, there is nothing missing and there is nothing broken. Amen. Peace is in you. Joy is in you right now. Amen. You're healed. You're delivered. You're set free right now in the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus has already done everything he's ever going to do. The finished work of Calvary finished the work of Jesus Christ. And the Bible said he ascended back to the Father and sat down at the right hand of Father God. And now he's making intercession for you and I. And so his work is finished, it's complete, and he's put it into his kingdom, which is inside of you and I. And so what we have to do is we have to, we have to activate what God has put in us. Amen? Right now, you're healed. Right now, you're delivered. Right now, every need is supplied in the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom? In you. Amen. One of the most discouraging scriptures in the Bible is found when Elijah, Elijah and Elisha, Elijah put the mantle on Elisha and he carried the gift of the, of the 
knowledge and the kingdom of God with him. But whenever he came to die, Gehazi didn't want it. And so he carried it to the grave with him. The kingdom of God that was in Elisha never was released to another person, to another generation. Gehazi represented another generation. And the kingdom of God was never released into another generation. And so one of the saddest stories, which was Elijah's last miracle, was whenever they brought the man and threw the dead man into the grave where Elisha was, right? And the Bible said, because the kingdom of God was still in him, it wasn't released when it touched his bones, that there was still enough of the kingdom of God inside of him, that the dead man got up. Amen? Now, that's a wonderful miracle, but it is also an indictment against Elisha because he never released it to another generation. He held, he contained it and took it to the grave with him. And I want to say to you that the kingdom of God does no good. Shut up on the inside of you. The kingdom of God does not, uh, it is not activated and it's not released as long as it's shut up on the inside of you. If you die in that state, amen, it's a sad situation when you never release what is inside of you until it affects the environment around you. Amen. You have within you the ability to change your tomorrow. You have the ability within you, amen, it's within you right now. That if you don't like the way that your life is today, you have the ability to change your tomorrow. You can prophesy out of the kingdom of God. You can prophesy into your future and make your tomorrow better than your today. Amen. But we have to release that. It is no good shut up on the inside of us. It's wonderful to have the things of the kingdom of God in you. But I want it to not just be in me. I want it to come out of me. I want it to overflow. Amen? I want it to touch every area of my life. I want the kingdom of God to touch my thought life. I want the kingdom of God to touch my relationships. I want the kingdom of God to overflow into my health. I want the the kingdom of God to touch my finances and my mind and my thought life and, and my attitude. Amen? Your attitude is a product of your choices that you make. And whenever you make choices, it determines your attitude. I want my attitude to be that of kingdom-mindedness. I want to make my choices based not upon my flesh, but upon the kingdom of God that is within me. Amen? But how do you do that? How do you get the Bible said that they are in heavenly places? That he has given us everything that pertaineth unto life and godliness. So how do I get out of in the bank account of heaven? How do I get it into my life now? How do I get out of the kingdom of God on the inside of me? How do I get it to affect the rest of my life? Because having everything that I need in heavenly places isn't helping my bank account. 
Amen. Having everything in heavenly places is not affecting my health. Having everything in heavenly places is not taking care of the, the family situations and relationships in my life. As long as it's locked up on the inside of me, it's not affecting anything around me. And so how do I get to the place where the, what is in me is released? Well, you have to sow. See into yourself. Amen? As a man sows, that shall he also reap. That's the reason why you got to be careful about cursing yourself. Well, I don't have enough money. I'm going to die. I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. And all of that, you're cursing yourself. You're speaking the negative over your life instead of God didn't say nothing about you dying and you being sick. The kingdom of heaven isn't full of that. It's full of abundant living. Amen. And so how do I get what's on the inside here? How do I get that on the outside of my life? How do I get it affecting other areas of my life? You know what this is? This is junk food. This will make you look like me, children. Don't grow up eating junk food, right? But spiritually, we eat a lot of junk food. We listen to a lot of negative people, negative talk. Gossip, feeding it, complaining. Bitterness. Right? And we put this junk food on the inside of us, but then we expect there to be a reward at the end of the day. Right? And all it does is push out the will of God for your life and cause you to not be full of God, but full of the world. Amen? And so there isn't no place for God to operate because you're filling it full of junk. And as a result, you're still wanting heavenly principles to operate in your life. But the more junk you put in your life, the less room there is for God. It's quiet up in here. Let me get where you're living. You can't be watching movies that condone adultery and fornicating and then expect to have a godly marriage. 
You can't fill your mind full of garbage and receive spiritual reward. Because what you sow, you're going to reap. And what happens is, is it pushes out the God in you. So the vacuum is filling with what you're feeding. What are you feeding? The negative. I had a boy call me, and he's, it's not at this church, so don't let your mind wander. I had a boy call me, and he said, I, I, I'm fearful that we're going to get a divorce. I said, why are, you, why are you fearful of that? Well, he said, I said, she's been unfaithful. Is there a reason? No, I have no reasons whatsoever. But you're watching this junk. And so in his mind, in his mind, there's adultery going on. In his mind, there's trouble going on. In his mind, what would it be like? Now, I'm pastoring better than you letting on. And so our minds are full of that junk. And then we wonder why there isn't a reward. Why we're having marital problems. Amen. I'll go a little deeper. We can't expect to come in and worship right on Sunday. When we're listening to the ungodly music all week long. I don't know any. So the only thing I remember is one song said, there's a tear in my beard. I guess that was a long time ago, wasn't it? But I have listened to some of the stuff that comes up beside of me at the, par- at the stoplight. Boom, boom, boom. And F and you and all of this mess. And then we wonder why our kids are messed up. You can't be filling your mind with that garbage and expecting there to be an, a heavenly, eternal reward. It's not going to work. Amen? You've got to be able to put your mind on things that are pure, things that are holy, things that are honest, things of virtue, and things of a good report. Amen. You can't sow seeds into the kingdom soil of of this world and expect there to be a supernatural or there to be a return of the spirit. Because the more, and I could put all that junk in there and it would all be, all you would be is empty. And at the end of your week, you see, we're dealing with spiritual things in our country today. We're dealing with circumstances in our world today. And we don't know how to deal with it because we are spiritually malnutrition. Amen. Have you ever seen a kid that all he gets is junk food? Huh? I promise you that a parent don't give it to him. Because they don't want to have to put up with the end result of it. Huh? 
If all you get is cotton candy all the time and M&Ms, your teeth going to fall out of your head. Amen. You're going to be on a high all the time, buzzing around, and all of a sudden there's going to be a crash. Amen. And nobody wants to put up with that. But we have, we have done the same thing in the spirit world where that we have taken the junk food of this world and we just fill ourselves full all week long. And then when we come to church, we expect there to be a different result somehow. How is that going to happen, my brothers and sisters? There is only one thing that will bring out of you the kingdom of God. And that is the word of God. Amen. The word of God will start taking hold of you. When the kingdom of God starts working in your life, look at that. Just a little more junk to add to it. When the kingdom of God is in your life, if it is never opened up, if it is never activated, then you go to the grave with healing in your hands. You go to the grave with miracles in your life. You go to the grave being robbed of this side of heaven. Everything that pertaineth to life and godliness. And so how do I activate it? I don't cannot activate it with the junk, but I've got to activate it with the word of God. Amen. The word of God is it, t- it begins to take hold. The word of God is like a medicine. The word of God is something that is precious. And we are raising up a generation today that is biblical illiterate. That's the reason why I'm pushing so hard on life groups. It's just a new name for discipleship. You understand that. Amen. And I'm pushing hard on it because we're raising up a generation that don't know. You talk about Moses and they think it's Moses Malone. They don't even know. Amen. They talk about somebody in the Bible and they think that it's some sports star. Now, they can't tell you the books of the Bible. They can't tell you uh, five, uh, you know, 12 disciples or whatever. But they can tell you last week's statistics at the football game. They can tell you the names of the players that will be playing tonight. Come on, somebody. But you can't tell them for the, save their life and, and say, if you tell me five of the disciples, you'll go to heaven. They can't do it. Come on. But we've got to take the word of God and place it on the inside of us. Because when the word inside of us, the Bible says deep calls to deep. When the God of heaven connects with the God inside of you, there is going to be something that's going to happen, that's going to be a collision in the earth that is going to release all that heaven is. The kingdom of God will be released on the inside of you. The kingdom of God will not be contained in you. But it will be released on the inside of you. The atmosphere, amen, that that you're dealing with. 
the, the attitudes that you're dealing with, the circumstances that you're dealing with, whenever you begin to take the Word of God and apply it to your life and, and digest it, take it into your spirit man, suddenly that seed of God's Word begins to activate the kingdom of God on the inside of you. And what was hindering you, what was limiting you, is now being released so that the kingdom of heaven saturates your life. It begins to work inside of you. Amen? Whenever you begin to release the word of God into your situation, the kingdom of God is going to explode. Junk food isn't going to do it. Guru Oprah isn't going to help you. Dr. Phil can't fix you. But if you can get a seed of the Word of God, one word from God can change your entire life. One word from God can change the trajectory of your life. Amen. Whenever Peter got out of the boat, he never got out because Jesus said, come. He got out because he gave him a word. He gave him a seed. And when he took that seed and placed it on the inside of him, supernatural things started happening. Because it's not natural for a a natural man to walk on natural water. But when he took that seed of one word that said come and he applied it to his life, he got out of the boat and started walking on some water. Amen. When Mary was full of the word, you with me? Jesus was on the inside of her. So the word was on the inside of her. And whenever she came in contact with Elizabeth, who had the kingdom of God on the inside of her, the Bible said when they touched one another, when they got close to one another, something began to happen. There was an explosion in the spirit realm. And the Bible said something started kicking and something started shifting and things began moving around. Why? Because the kingdom of God met up with the word of God. And when it did, there was an explosion that took place in the earth. And that's what God's looking for. He isn't looking for some super saints. He isn't looking for some super duper preacher. The day of, you hear me, the day of Hollywood spirit and the Hollywood church is over. The day of superstar preachers is over. The kingdom of God is coming into the earth. And the kingdom of God is not about a preacher. It's about the king. There is only one king in his kingdom. And that is Jesus Christ, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And so whenever we begin to see the word of God operating in our lives, when we take the word, the seed of God, and apply it to our lives, it begins to contact the kingdom of God in us. And just one seed from him can cause an explosion in your life. As long as you don't have the seed in your life, you're going to be dead. 
As long as you don't put the seed in your life, the kingdom of God is going to be locked up on the inside of you. But the moment that you begin to take that one little seed of God's word and apply it in your life, the kingdom of God is going to explode in you. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, he said, behold, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why? Because the kingdom of uh, God inside of you is lining up with the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And when he finds that and you apply the word to your life, it is going to activate healing. It is going to activate joy. It is going to activate deliverance. It is going to activate peace. It is going to activate everything that you need that God has already ordained for your life. But it takes his seed to activate it. We've got to take kingdom authority. We've got to operate in dominion over the works of the enemy. Amen. You don't have to wait to heaven to get it. You can bring heaven into the earth. You can cause the kingdom of God to begin to operate and function in your life now. Right now. It's not enough to have the kingdom of God in you. It's got to come out of you. And whenever it comes out of you, it exaggerates everything around your life. Your marriage is saturated with the kingdom of God. Your finances are saturated with the kingdom of God. Your mind, your attitude, your emotions, everything around you begins to be consumed with the presence of God and your life begins to change. I've got a choice. God's given to me in a blessing in this earthen vessel. He's given me everything that I need and I can choose to keep it locked up on the inside of me and say, boy, I can't wait to get to heaven. Or I can take the seed of his word and begin to apply it into my life. And as I do, it begins to break the strongholds, the limitations, the things that once held me back no longer can hold me back. The things that used to be my my ceiling now becomes my platform because I'm applying the word of God to kingdom principles and he operating in the kingdom realm. And because of that, my life is changed now. Thank God for heaven. I'm looking forward to going someday. But while I'm here, I refuse to live through hell. It's too much God in me. Too much deposit in me for me to drag the God in me through hell. I'm going to choose to line up with the kingdom of God that he has placed in me. And I'm going to apply the word to my life until it begins to look more like heaven on earth than it does hell on earth. Amen. Stand with me this morning. Becky, if you could come and help me this morning.